Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thirty-sixth on the medal table. Six bronze, eight silver, just one solitary gold. Redgrave and Pinsent, the only British Olympic champions in the year of 1996. A British sporting revolution was about to take place. Then Prime Minister John Major was about to greenlight a process that would make Great Britain and Northern Ireland, for the brand Team GB would come later, a world superpower in the sporting arena. Within four years in Sydney, as Team GB, seven bronze, ten silver, eleven gold. In Athens, the birthplace of the Olympics, twelve bronze, nine silver, nine golds. Beijing beckoned in 2008, where the hall was 19 bronze, 13 silver, 19 gold and fourth on the medal table. A host nation bounce in 2012? Definitely. 19 bronze, 17 silver, 29 gold, up to third on the medal table. Then the impossible. An improvement in the next cycle. 67 medals in total in Rio. The first nation ever to increase the number of medals won after hosting the Games. And one of only two nations to have increased their medal hall in five consecutive editions. 17 bronze, 23 silver, 27 gold. Our greatest team. But can they do it all over again in Tokyo? I'm Michael. And I'm John, and Tokyo's the 32nd Summer Games, the second time the city has hosted it, and this is the second of three consecutive Olympics to be held in the Far East. The next Winter Games is in Beijing again. We'll look ahead, sport by sport, as to where the British medals may come from, and Compara GB beat their Rio record of 147 medals, 67 golds, behind China in the medals table. 
Don't forget, you can get in touch with us at Anything But Footy. We are the Unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast. You can email us anythingbutfooty at gmail.com. You can tweet us at anythingbutf. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, and also on Instagram. And we would love your views, your opinions, your thoughts, whether you agree, maybe you disagree with what we're about to say as we make some predictions one year out from Tokyo 2020. Bit of background, first of all. The reason behind the success is simple funding. UK Sport was created following the Games in Atlanta in 1996. It currently invests around £345 million in Summer Olympic and Paralympic sport. No compromise has been their mantra for 20 years, essentially paying for medal moments. But the approach under their chair, Dame Catherine Granger, has softened a little. They now look at potential, so they're looking maybe two, three editions ahead, as well as immediate success. Plus, they have a bigger commitment now, more than ever, to athlete welfare. How will that translate in medal table terms? In broad terms, funding for Tokyo is slightly down on the record amount committed to Rio, but the medal targets are still ambitious. For the Olympics, UK Sport expects Team GB to bring home between 54 and 92 medals. But independent researchers Grace Note, who have been doing this over previous Olympics, have made their medal table predictions. And they have predicted the Tokyo 2020 medal table, based on current world standings and results, will see Team GB fall short of that UK Sport target. They predict just 43 medals in total, with 15 golds. Broadly speaking, John, are they right? That's a huge number to fall down, isn't it? I mean, when you when you look at those stats that you just said, UK Sport saying that Team GB will bring home between fifty four and ninety two medals, but for then Grace Note to say forty three medals with a total of just fifteen golds. I mean that 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 is a, a huge reduction from Rio and even and even from London as well. I'd like to think, having done a bit of research, Michael, as we uh, sat down and said, right, let's prepare our second summer special of anything but footy and looking ahead to Tokyo 2020. That I've actually changed my view on some of the sports and when we've discussed them in anything but footy in the uh, the weekly updates, we've been a bit concerned, particularly around the rowing medals, etc. And I've done a bit more kind of looking into it and looking at results you're a year away things can change you've got new names coming through yes some of the older ones are uh, are beginning to or have retired or beginning to go but I'd be surprised if it's that low and I think if we you know if we over the next half an hour or so we're going to go through sport by sport look at what we did at Rio and London and can we then achieve something of the same in Tokyo Yeah, let's go through the nitty-gritty then. The leading sports in Rio, 12 in cycling, 7 in gymnastics, 7 in athletics, 6 in swimming, 5 in rowing. So cycling, that was the big haul. It's traditionally been the big haul in recent editions of the Olympics. Gold medals in Rio in the men's team sprint, men's team pursuit, women's team pursuit, men's sprint, women's omnium, men's Kieran. Names in there like Jason Kenny, uh, names like Ed Clancy, names like Laura Trott, now Laura Kenny, of course, Silver medals for, for Becky James in the Kieran and the Sprint, the men's sprint for Callum Skinner, and in the Omnium, Mark Cavendish. And there was a bronze for Chris Froome in the men's time trial and Katie Marchant in the women's sprint. But when you compare that hall of 12 medals and every member of the track team getting a medal in Rio, you look at the World Track Cycling Championships earlier in 2019, Great Britain won just one gold, two silver and one bronze. And Eleanor Barker's gold in the scratch race... As far as I can see, 
not part of the Tokyo program. And you've got the likes of Jason Kenny and Laura Kenny, who I think have got, is it 10 gold medals in their household between them? <laughs> not not predicted to win individual medals by the likes of Grace Note this time around. But is this the age-old thing that British cycling are keeping their powder dry and they're not going to reveal the big guns and the technology until the time is right and that time will be in Tokyo? I think a lot of focus on the cycling will be on the Kennys for obvious reasons, as you say. Six-time Olympic champion Jason Kenny, four-time uh, Olympic champion uh, Laura Kenny, and she has the chance to win three golds in Tokyo to add to the pair she won in London and, and the double uh, in Rio as well, which would make her the greatest female Olympian in British history with with seven golds. If that's what uh, if that's what she goes away and does, she's 27 years of age. I mean, she burst onto the scene as we said in our other summer special uh, as a 19 year old in in london i think to say that she won't get a medal is wrong in tokyo for the individual events i agree that the you know the team pursuit you would expect both the men and women to uh, to to be there and the men's team sprint as well jason kenny with teammates jack carlin ryan owens and joe truman all won the team sprint in the european games of course that took place in minsk earlier this year so so from a team point of view you'd expect them to be strong with with laura kenny and Elena barker as you as you rightly say um in 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 the team's uh, pursuit with Katie Archibald as well um, so you would expect that to be incredibly strong but I I don't think that she won't win a medal on her own because you know what she's like Michael she she wants it so much yeah. I mean we've in, we've interviewed her so many times and our, one of my favourite ever interviews was with her in Glasgow 2014 the Commonwealth Games five years ago and she wasn't performing very well she wasn't very well during the week in fact she famously told us that she ate porridge <laughs> Um, and that was the only thing she ate for for three or four of the days. Now, did she famously yes, tell us she puked up quite a lot as well? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And now, yes, you know, she was beating the Australians and the New Zealands, and yeah, okay, there wasn't uh, the Russians there, or, or or you know, the Chinese and and or, or whatever. But you just think she's so determined, and I I would be surprised that she if she didn't. I tend to agree with them about Jason Kenny. I don't think he's individually in, in the form or certainly doesn't show it at the moment. Didn't um, qualify for the individual final in the Kieran at those European games. So, uh, you know, he's got a long way to go in a year. But, but as you rightly said at the start of the cycling is don't rule it out because yeah. British cycling, this is what they do. They peak for Tokyo 2020. It's still, you know, a year away to get it right. I'm buoyed by by my sort of pre-track meeting that I had with Ian Dyer. Now, Ian Dyer is a name that you'll know, John, but people mm. listening to anything but footy, the unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast might not know. Uh, but he's one of the, the key kind of coaches, performance directors at, at British Cycling. And he gave me half an hour of his time. I've told this story before on, on a previous episode. The, the night before the track program started, he gave me half an hour of his time, marked my card, essentially. And he just went through each of the individual races and he went through each of the riders and he sat me down and basically said over a cup of of Rio tea we're going to win a medal in every track discipline and I remember leaving that thinking that that's very ambitious and he was proved right and I think if you were to sit down with Ian Dyer in a same sort of off the record candid way today he would be predicting another medal haul Maybe 12 is ambitious, but you've got to think with cycling as well. You could add BMX to that. You could add road races to that. You could add yeah. mountain biking to that as well, where you've got 
opportunities, potential medals there as well. I think in the road race, you know, both men's and women's, um, there's got to be opportunities to to win medals there. Chris Froome on the road got the, the bronze in the time trial in Rio, but but, I, with, I his, be... but with his injury, that's yeah. a big question. That is a big question mark, and it, I, it is. But, but you've got Gerard Thomas, who would, exactly. you would expect w- would would step up. So I think it was disappointing, Lizzie Danian, and as well, you know, the fact that we didn't get a medal in the road races in Rio, apart from apart from Chris Froome's bronze, as you rightly say. But also the youngsters, there were a few youngsters coming through. So we mentioned Eleanor Barker, Megan Barker, her sister, twenty-year-old Jess Roberts, all won medals, gold medals at the uh, European Games, um, and then uh, a silver in the team pursuit as well, and Josie Knight, uh, a bronze in the individual pursuit. So the the youngsters are coming through as well and they, and they will be the ones who will like Laura Trott did at London 2012 just Katie Marchant in Rio came from yeah. nowhere essentially didn't she to win that bronze medal I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, the, if the medal haul from cycling as I said maybe not just on the track but picking up one or two elsewhere on the road maybe one in mountain biking BMX whatever I wouldn't be surprised if that medal haul is up there 10 to 12 again agreed Let's move on to gymnastics. Seven gymnastic medals in Rio. Max Whitlock with with a couple, of course, of gold medals on the floor, on the pommel. Lewis Smith now retired on the pommel. Bryony Page on the trampoline. Max Whitlock getting a bronze in the, the all-around. Amy Tinkler getting a bronze on the floor. And Niall Wilson getting a bronze in the horizontal bar. You look back at that last world championships the next gymnastics world championships in stuttgart in october in the last one so we are talking as we speak sort of 10 months ago just the one silver medal max whitlock mm. on the pommel they've gone close in in team events without actually kind of, of getting there or thereabouts seven uh, in the region of seven looks ambitious to me for the sport of gymnastics as we head to tokyo i think with rio it was on a crest of a wave after yep. london because Absolutely. london was London was the breakthrough, uh, particularly uh, in the men's team with Lewis Smith and Max Whitlock. I mean, if you see the pictures of Max Whitlock from London 2012, <laughs> bless him. He, I mean, he's so young. Kids, he's, yeah, he's so, so, so young. Um, but I think Rio, you know, they, they were swept up on that and they'd had a good Commonwealth Games in Glasgow as well with Nar Wilson bursting on in, in that scene and, and that continued. But with gymnastics, as, as, as you know, with any sport, as we said with Chris Froome, you know, there's been a lot of injuries. Nar Wilson's been in, out injured. Amy Tinkler's been out injured. Uh, the Downey sisters, Becky Downey's been out injured. Uh, Gianni Regini Moran, you know him and Becky Downey starred for Team GB at the European Games, claiming silver medals on even bars and floor respectively. But both of those have had long injuries. So consistently they're not performing at the moment. Will they be ready um, for Tokyo? I would say it's a lot younger team. Max Whitlock is the oldest at 27 years of age. He will win gold on the pommel I'm pretty confident of that um, and uh, whether he will perform as he did in the individual floor final which was obviously a huge um, a huge performance and in the all-round event that's a question mark to you know he, he, you said seven medals gymnastics three of them were obviously from Max Whitlock so that will be interesting to see but the, the other men coming through Courtney Tullock you know there, there's names there that that people will perform the same with the girls the Downey sisters um, you know, will they be ready? Will they be fit for Tokyo? That would be the only question mark I've really got on on gymnastics. My feeling is that I think Max Whitlock will will deliver one, possibly two. I don't imagine he'll come back with two golds and a bronze. Maybe a, a gold and a bronze. I, I think Niall Wilson, if he 
if he can recover from injury and you know it looks as though he is on his way back he i think if he can get back to the form that he was he was going and the the the, the way he was going um after rio i think he's certainly a very good bet for for another medal and um, beyond that as you say a very very young team and i just wonder whether um this might not be an addition of the olympics for for british gymnastics it might be that they they come home with with three two three medals as opposed to the seven that they brought back from rio but in terms of the experience when they then look to the next edition of the games that might be their time that might be the time again where they'll they'll come good and they'll start hitting those heights of six or seven medals with some of those youngsters um that you mentioned plus of course if they have a a cycle where they can stay pretty much injury free and get those experiences in the major championships you know we saw mm. a lot of these young names on the gold coast which you know is, is very good to go to the commonwealth games and, and be part of a, a multi-championship we've seen a bit of a changing of the guard with the likes obviously of, of lewis smith has retired um obviously you know we we saw other retirements uh, before that in gymnastics as well and it's uh, it's amazing as you say to think that max whitlock is now now the senior man but yeah my prediction would be gymnastics will go down from that seven and and i'm guessing you you probably agree Hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's a, a good summary of it. I think the big question mark uh, moving on is the next big sport on the list. Was it seven medals in seven. athletics? Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we talked about Max Whitlock winning three of those for gymnastics. You remove Mo Farah uh, from the uh, track at Tokyo 2020. You remove Jess Ennis-Hill and Greg Rutherford, who obviously delivered that Super Saturday in 2012 and, and medaled again in Rio. Two golds um, for Mo Farah, of course, doing the double-double. Jess Ennis-Hill, a silver in the heptathlon, and Greg Rutherford, a bronze. And then three bronzes, Sophie Hitchin in the hammer, which came from nowhere, uh, frankly. And the women's four, the four, women's four by 100 meter relay with Dina, a young Dina Asher-Smith. That was the start of we knew they were going to be good and that will continue and we'll talk about them in a minute. And then the women's four by 400 meter relay, their first medal at an Olympics since Barcelona 1992 uh, with the brilliant uh, Ailey Doyle, of course, as part of that squad. But athletics has changed in the last few years from a British point of view. And actually now, going to Tokyo, you'd think three really strong chances of a medal for three women. Dina Asher-Smith, Laura Muir and Katerina Johnson-Thompson. Can I throw into that mix Mo Farah potentially coming back to the track? I know we've discussed it before. Or going and staying on the road in the marathon? Could Mo Farah, do you think, just get on the the podium again? Um, I'm not sure he'll be a the athlete that did the the double double as he did obviously in uh, in london and he did in in rio but could mo farah pick up a, a silver or a bronze somewhere along the line either coming back to the track or the marathon um and the relay teams obviously you know we saw in the 2017 world championships in london and, and you and i stood next to each other uh, <laughs> behind the, behind the barriers doing the interviews um for radio for for most of that championships the 10 days of that championship and in terms of targets for British athletics, it wasn't going well until the final weekend. And mm. then obviously the relay teams came through and that got them the targets they needed. The 2017 World Championships in London, two gold, three silver and a bronze. Obviously, you know, Doha is, is ahead. That will give us a, a clear indication of where we might be. I mean, you look at names potentially like Reese Prescott. People are talking about an outside chance maybe uh, for a sprint medal for him. But it is difficult, as you say, to look beyond 
the likes of Laura Muir, Katerina Johnson-Thompson and Dina Asher-Smith. There had been doubts about Katerina Johnson-Thompson's big event mentality. I think she's put that behind her now with medals, of course, in the, the World Indoor uh, European Championship. She uh, medaled there, of course, Commonwealth Games gold medal as well. And Dina Asher-Smith, when we go back to those Grace Note predictions, she's being predicted to be a 200-metre gold medalist in Tokyo. Hmm. I think we will know more after Doha. So I know that we're kind of hedging our bets slightly on that, but I think it will be a huge test for Asher Smith uh, against Elaine Thompson um, and and the likes in the sprints. And we've began to see that a little bit more in the Diamond League in the last few weeks. So I think it will be a huge test in Doha. I think Laura Muir has, has settled on the 1500 metres, but we remember in Rio, she was outclassed in the final lap in the 1500 metres. You know, she's looked stronger and she's delivered uh, ever since. So again, we would expect her um, to, to, to maybe get a, at least a medal in that and learn from what happened in Rio where it, it was a, it was sad to see um, but you know she, she she fought back on that and then as you say I mean Johnson Thompson has, has proved herself um, at, at a Commonwealth level and a, and a European level as well which is which is which is great to see um, she's got a big test against the Olympic and world champion uh, Tiam of course from Belgium who's who's also struggling with fitness so yeah. there's there, there, there's huge question marks over all three of them but they are the main three I'd, th- I'd throw in with our 10k knowledge now Michael after our night at the 10k PBs um, Ailish McColgan uh, and, and, and Steph Twell you know they beat the the world cha- the European champion you never know um, whether they could grab a medal in uh, in a second and, and, and third spot there but you're right about the relays you know um, you would expect them you know the women's 4 by 100 metre relay they won bronze in Rio they won silver at London 2017 we'll see what happens in Doha but I wouldn't rule them out grabbing a gold um, ahead of the Jamaicans and uh, and the Americans. And if I was to throw one other name in there, and I, I just sort of look back at recent history, if you like, Sophie Hitchin coming from from nowhere, yeah. you would say to win a, a hammer. You look at someone like Robbie Grabars. No one was talking about Robbie <laughs> Grabars getting a medal, were they, at a London 2012? Other than probably him and his coach. Someone like Holly Bradshaw in the pole vault. You know, she's she's flattered to deceive. I would say we we talked around ahead of 2017 having an opportunity, an outside chance for a medal. Someone like that, I'm not saying it will definitely be Holly Bradshaw, whether it will be Reese Prescott, but I imagine there'll be there'll be one more athletics medal, whether it's a bronze somewhere on the field or on the track, that we're not talking about right now. And it, it could be, and I, I remember throwing the name Sophie Hitchin out in a radio interview ahead of Rio, and the presenters that were, were interviewing me didn't have <laughs> a clue who she was. Um, <laughs> but I just looked at, at what she'd been doing in the build-up to those games and taking into account count obviously no Russians I just thought she she had a chance of a medal and I would put someone like Holly Bradshaw Reese Prescott in that kind of category as we head towards Tokyo I am expecting good things though in the first week of Tokyo 2020 from a Team GB point of view certainly in the in the swimming pool because you know we've had a recent world championships that's gone really really well uh, you've got the likes of Adam Peaty won a 50 meter and 100 meter breaststroke gold the 50 meter breaststroke not an Olympic event also part of the 4x100 meter medley relay team you've got James Wilby picked up a silver medal Duncan Scott famously won six on the Gold Coast 
in the Commonwealth Games for Scotland, won a bronze in the 200 metres free. Uh, bronze in the men's uh, 4 by 100 metres, also, uh, sorry, bronze in the mixed medley 4 by 100 metres, and Luke Greenbrae uh, Bank won bronze in the men's 200. You've got that mixed medley now, which is a new Olympic event, uh, and I know we've lost the likes of Jazz Carlin, who won a couple of silver medals in Rio, but I have cause for optimism that having gone through some real dark days, British swimming, that they could be one of the, the better standout sports from a British point of view in Tokyo. Yeah, they had their best Olympics in 100 years after doubling their medal target and securing six medals at Rio, one gold and five silvers. As you rightly say, Jazz Carlin took two of those silvers. But Duncan Scott, a young Duncan Scott, a bit like Max Whitlock we were talking about, uh, was a part of that 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay uh, medal that uh, that uh, James Guy, Dan Wallace and, and Stephen Milne won as well. And you, you just thought things had changed in Rio and really they've kicked on. And in contrast to British athletics, where we've talked mainly about the performance of the women actually it's the men in the swimming pool who are really setting the world alight and as you rightly said you went through that list of uh, those uh, achievements at the recent world championships in in South Korea and Adam Peaty James Wilby Duncan Scott Luke Greenback are all key members of uh, individual performances but they all came together for the relay as well they won the first ever time that the United States of America have been beaten um just once at an event at the Olympic Games or the World Championships. It never happens. They never lose the 4 by 100 metre relay of the United States and Britain were, the, the, were their first ever world champions. It was a brilliant performance from Greenback on the back, uh, Petey on the breast, Guy on the fly and Scott with a free who overhauled the Americans and the Russians in the final 20 metres with a 46.14 split. That's the second fastest split in the world ever, period, full stop. That is incredible swimming. And what I like about um, British swimming, Michael, obviously we can wax lyrical about Adam Peaty. He had the whole world record, 56.88 in the 100-metre breaststroke. He had that breaking that 57 barrier. He sets himself gold medal targets. He won three golds. He's now the first man in history to win six world championship breaststroke titles. The man is a machine, and he will win gold at Tokyo, uh, fitness per- permitting, of course, with all, uh, all athletes. He will deliver. But what I love about him is that he's inspiring the others. And Duncan Scott has got so much much potential and 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 he's improving so he improved on the fourth place from Budapest at the Worlds two years ago to grab that bronze as you said uh, in his own individual uh, event in the uh, 200 metre freestyle and then was part of that relay squad and what I love about him as well is he stood up against China's controversial Olympic champion Sung Yang uh, who has already been uh, done for doping and has had lots of uh, you know uh, queries about why he was competing when um, he he didn't uh, um, allow tests to take place um, quite recently to the championships and he stood up to him and he was obviously been you know you've probably seen it he was being yelled at in his face about him being a winner and Duncan Scott being a loser well there's only one winner in my eyes and Duncan Scott I think will be one of the superstars of Tokyo 2020 if he carries on as he is and I think that whole um, incident if you want to call it I think that just shows the confidence um, that, that's just pulsing through British swimming at the moment and, and that, that six medals that, that they won in Rio I certainly think that they'll be coming um, close if not exceeding that when they add to the Team GB medal table as far as Tokyo is concerned we talking Michael can I can I just mention a few of the other ones just on the world um, championships just on the women because I, you know, I don't want to just say they, they, you know, they, they were written off because they 
haven't been. They all, you know, went through finals. So Rio silver medalist Siobhan Marie O'Connor was seventh in the IM final, 200-meter IM final. She struggled with illness uh, right throughout this year. So, but you know, she's coming back to form for next year. Georgia Davis was fourth, the worst place to be, lost by one-tenth of a second on a bronze medal in the in the 50-meter backstroke. Anna Hopkin at her first world, seventh in the 50-meter free final. Molly Renshaw, fifth in the 200-meter breaststroke final. Freya Anderson, 18-year-old, part of that medley relay uh, team. She absolutely stormed the final leg uh, to uh, to win um, a, a medal for Britain. And in her first individual world uh, final as well, she finished eighth in the 100-meter free and Alice Thompson in the 200-meter butterfly. So they're there or thereabouts. They're in the final. Um, we weren't doing that eight years ago at London 2012. So that's the that's the positive for me um, from, uh, from the British swimming, as you say. The confidence is there and hopefully they can all continue to move forward. And that makes medleys just a, a bonkers event. Looking forward to watching that in Tokyo. Um, I said concerns. I think we've both got concerns about our rowers, haven't we? British rowing, um, of course, five medals in, in Rio. Um, women's coxless pair, Glover and Stanning. Men's coxless four, always win gold in that. Men's eight, uh, Granger and Thornley. I know that was a real highlight for both of us to see to see those two in the women's double skulls. So much so I got down on one knee at one point with Catherine Granger and everyone thought I was about <laughs> to propose. Uh, I was just getting into an interview position, but there you go. Uh, I have a look at my social media accounts if you want to see the photos of that. And the women's eight won a, a silver as well, including... Uh, Richmond's Zoe Lee as part of that. There's been a bit of a, a makeover in that that eight, and, and Zoe Lee will row on, but a lot of the others have moved on. The World Championships in Austria in August and September. In 2018 at the Rome World Championships, it was one gold and three bronze medals in total. Now, the gold was in the mixed Paracox four. Uh, the bronze medals came in the women's lightweight single skulls, the men's eight, and the men's coxless four. And I know we have spoken in the past that... Well, whereas rowing, and we started by talking about 96 and Redgrave and Pinson being the only gold medal, rowing has traditionally been a, a strong sport. Great Britain have always added the medals on that middle weekend when all the rowing finals came about. But we fear a little bit this time that they will struggle to get to that, that total of five from Rio. Yeah, and we, we talked about it on one of our earlier editions of Anything But Footy about the fact that they needed James Cracknell to come back for the boat race to make rowing interesting um, for, a, for a lot of people. And I, and, I, and I think the names of people have 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 gone and that and that is an issue for British rowing that people don't know who the Olympic champions are um, who are still competing because you don't have your Heather, Helen Glovers um, and, and Heather Stannings you don't have your Andrew Triggs Hodge and they've all, all all you know after 2012 and Rio have, have moved on and I think that is a, a huge question mark now going into this I and, and I have said and we've said we are worried about this this team but I think there's a there's a bit of a glimmer of hope and obviously you mentioned the World Championship a bit later on this year, but we've had European champions uh, this year and we've had some really strong performances in the World Cups this summer uh, as well. And for the first time since Rio 2016, the men's eight won gold, beating the Germans who were undefeated for over a year, um, including Olympic champion Mo Sabihi, um, Tom Ford, James Rudkin, Tom George, Sabihi, Jacob Dawson, Ollie Wynn Griffith, Matt Tarrant, uh, Josh Bugowski and Cox Henry Fieldman. Names that you might not necessarily know, but you may well know in a year's time from Tokyo. Uh, Imogen Grant won gold in the lightweight women's single skulls. So a couple of gold medals at those World Cups. And then you saw Polly Swan 
Swan and Holly Hill uh, getting a medal as a, in their first ever competition as a pair. So is there something there? Of course, Swan won silver at the Rio Olympics and she's just graduated as a doctor. So she's got it. You know, she's there. And the men's four of uh, Carnegie, Gibbs, Cook and Rossiter, they were European champions earlier this season. They won the Stewards Challenge Cup at Henley and they also got a World Cup silver. And Graham Thomas and John Collins as well in the double skulls winning silver for the second World Cup in a row. So you're beginning to see three or four crews coming through. Victoria Thornley as well, your mate. Um, uh, very, very tall. And we're both quite short. And, fra- you know, what, what a performance she did in Rio with, with Catherine Granger, as you rightly said. She was fourth in her uh, single skulls event as well. So just, you know, just missing out on a medal. She's getting to the point where they're just beginning. You just think, yep, they're coming through at the right time. And we've praised British cycling for it. And maybe, we, you know, we always know that the, that the rowing team come good for the Olympics as well and maybe we have to have faith as well yeah well John's got optimism for the rowers I think work to be done in Berkshire at the rowing centre on the Redgrave Pinsent Lake if they are to come up close to that five they won in Rio she shall we go through some of the other sports we'll try and get through some of these a little bit quicker but let's stay with the water categories have changed in canoeing two golds two silver a real standout sport I think in Rio and a standout man of course was Leon Heath he's predicted to win another gold medal in the K1 200 metres um, obviously we had a World Cup event at the Lee Valley earlier this year as well where we had some some British success and I think we're we're expecting some of the, the same names from Rio to come good again yeah, I think we will. Joe Clark, of course, won the K1 canoe slalom at Rio and he won the World Cup at Lee Valley um, for the for the gold. And the one big name you really want to look out for in British canoeing is Mallory Franklin. She won two golds, the C1 and the K1 at the World Cup event in June um, with Great Britain performing their best ever result at a World Cup. She is going to be the big canoeing star uh, next year. They have their whole selection in the next few months, so they will know by the end of this year they'll be one of the first first teams to be announced for Tokyo 2020. Um, it will go down to the wire at the World Championships at the end of September. But uh, Mallory Franklin, Joe Clark, pretty convinced both of them will be at Tokyo and will be winning the big golds for Great Britain. We'll stay with the water and we'll go to sailing. And I think my friend Hannah Mills in the 470 and Ailey McIntyre, her new partner after Saskia Clark retired. Uh, I think Hannah Mills will retain a, a gold medal in Tokyo, as I said, with a new partner. Dylan Fletcher and Stuart Bithell, other ones in the 49er class um, to look out for. Remember, Giles Scott won that gold medal in Rio as well. The sailing team, again, traditionally always been pretty good from a British point of view in terms of winning medals. Two golds and a silver in Rio. And I... I would suggest that they'll come up close to that this time around as well. Well, Giles Scott will be going to Tokyo. He's the European champion for the third time in the Finn class. So he will be going to Tokyo and you'd expect him to, to, to retain his, his gold medal. The, the laser class, as you rightly say, is a really tough one. Um, Nick Thompson, uh, Lorenzo Chivarini um, also um, have performed well. They were European champion uh, Chivarini and Nick Thompson um, was uh, a silver medalist. So you'd expect them maybe to try and make sure that they could get um, their performances better better at a world level um, rather than just in the Europeans and European silver as well for James Peters and, and Finn Sterrett uh, from Weymouth and watch out on the uh, windsurfers as well because 22 year old Saskia Sills we got a silver in Rio through Nick Dempsey in windsurfing Saskia Skills, uh, Sills scored her first ever senior medal by winning a silver at the World Cup series in Marseille so again you'd be hoping that that could uh, pro- 
progress to the Olympics. And look, the future looks great as well for, for British sailing. Just to mention, a couple of teenagers, 17 and 18-year-old Millie Boyle and Vita Heathcote uh, are, the four, are the 420 World Championship winners. Uh, they won the gold medal in Villa Moura in Portugal, the teenagers. So the future for British sailing uh, also looks good post-Tokyo. I'm very uh, confident about our divers. They've just had a good um, World Aquatic Championships as well. I say that. Jack Law, who is is one of the kind of nailed-on ones for a gold medal, you would imagine, in Tokyo, didn't have a particularly great uh, World Championships. Bronze in the three-metre springboard. And then together uh, with Daniel Goodfellow in what is a new partnership, a three-metre synchro springboard silver medal, uh, Tom Daly and Matty Lee won the uh, 10-metre platform synchro medal there as well. So, you know, it was a pretty good diving championships one gold one silver one bronze in Rio de Janeiro last time around I'm not sure that Tom Daly will get the fairy tale finish and end up on top of the podium but I do think there's another medal for him up for grabs potentially two medals for him if he can get both events right something he couldn't do in Rio of course two bronze medals potentially up for grabs for Tom Daly I think potentially a couple of gold medals up for grabs for, for Jack Law as well Dan Goodfellow of course dived with Tom Daly in Rio now he's alongside Jack Law in the, the three metre synchro and I think if Jack Law can put his programme together and he would have had a bit of a knock to his confidence at that recent World Championships I think he can win the individual on the uh, three metre springboard as well yeah, I think you're right. I think Law and Daly both have something to prove. Law had the title in the bag at the World Championships and, and threw it away. And Tom Daly, you know, at, at Rio and the 10-metre platform had the worst ever semi-final. He didn't even qualify uh, for the final. And I, wrote, I, I went back through my notes from Rio, actually, and I wrote down that Tom Daly had been in tears after coming last in the semi-final for the 10-metre plat- platform, but has said that he will now compete at Tokyo 2020 as it's his dream to win Olympic gold. So he's got that inspiration to go and perform as well uh, with Matty Lee in the synchro, but also on in, uh, individually as well. So Law and Daly, yeah, they're the big two names for, for British t- diving. Uh, from a, uh, f- a women's point of view, maybe watch out for Commonwealth and European champion Grace Reed um, in the three-metre spring, springboard. She was in the final, only could finish eighth in the, in the Worlds. But again, you know, just getting maybe a year away could she try and get a medal um, at Tokyo 2020 but seven Olympic places they secured at those world championships so there'll be a big a, a big team and a lot of support for British diving as you rightly say be a big uh, boxing team as well that will be expected to bring home some medals uh, coached by Rob McCracken of course there's some changes to the category so we've got more women uh, boxers going this time the team will still be probably around 10 gold silver and a bronze medal an interesting line ahead of the boxing which I just thought I'd mention briefly Nicola Adams I don't know if she's going to be back yeah uh, her tweet but um, yeah. professional boxers can now go to the Olympics and she tweeted a picture of the gold medal in Tokyo and said well this would look nice on my mantelpiece so here's my prediction for 2020 Nicola Adams with a third consecutive Olympic gold medal and a damehood in the bag by the end of the year as well I think that's nailed on. I think it's, uh, it's a bit like Mo Farah where he, he still hasn't decided whether he's going to go back to the track, as we said earlier. But Nicola Adams, I, I think she will go. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm exactly the same with you. And I think if the judges get it right, because that's the thing that, you know, with boxing, it's so different because it is just a, a, an opinion. And there were lots of uh, fights at the Europe, recent European Games in, in Minsk. And we did win a gold and silver and, and a, a few bronzes. Um, Pat McCormack getting the gold and Lauren Price getting the gold. Ben Whitaker the silver. Uh, Galal Yafai, Peter McGrail, Luke McCormack and, and Shavon Clark all getting bronze medals. But there were other fights and, and some of those bronze medal fights where you kind of thought, actually, they should have won. 
but the judges didn't quite get it right. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough one, boxing, really, really tough. But I think they got scant reward in Rio, actually, with a gold, silver and bronze. And I think we'd, we would like to see a few more in Tokyo. Yeah, actually, one of the achievements in, in boxing is just to get to the Olympics because it is very much the best of the best. It's very difficult just to even get to the Olympics in, in boxing. Time is marching on on Anything But Footy, your unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast. So we'll try and deal with a few more sports quite quickly here. I'm going to deal with taekwondo and triathlon together. One gold, one silver, one bronze for both sports in Rio. There was four taekwondo athletes that, that travelled to Brazil. There were six triathletes. So... From a, a return of sort of personnel to medals, both pretty good. And I think both teams as well have good ambitions ahead of Tokyo as well because you've got Bianca Walkton, who won a medal in Rio, but it wasn't the gold that she wanted. A world champion recently, of course, in Manchester as well. She's predicted to win the heavyweight gold. I certainly wouldn't rule out Jade Jones, who also, uh, of course, in the featherweight category, did very well at the world championships. Aliyah Brown won a bronze in the, the bantamweight category. Unfortunately, that's not an Olympic category as well. But Bradley Sindon won gold at the recent mm. world championships in the featherweight class. So, you know, in terms of whoever they take four or five uh, taekwondo athletes again you'd imagine a, a pretty high re- percentage return on medals there i entirely agree with all of those jade bianca bradley you'd expect them with um M- Latalu muhammad hopefully uh, finally putting to bed yeah uh, his his un- un- unluckiness as well bronze uh, in london <laughs> silver in rio gold in tokyo for Latalo, yeah. hopefully triathlon um, mixed mm. team relay event coming in this time. Now, I know the Brownleys haven't been in any sort of form similar to, to what they were going into London or indeed Rio. It was a gold, silver and a bronze last time out. The gold and the silver for the Brownleys, the bronze uh, for Vicky Holland. Vicky Holland was the world champion in 2018. Johnny Brownlee coming back into a bit of form. He recently won yep. the Edmonton leg of the World Series. You've got Georgia Taylor-Brown and non-Stanford who have both won this year on, on the World Series. Non-Stanford coming back, of course, having been a pre previous world champion Jess Learmont has been on the podium three times I think from a team point of view just getting in the British team for triathlon being uh, one of the six um, will be an achievement in itself certainly for for the women uh, with Georgia Taylor Brown non-Stanford Vicky Holland uh, you've got potentially others trying to get in there as well yeah. you know you've got five or six British women that that you feel could could do a job in Tokyo and the triathlon team you know i think the gold silver and bronze i'm not sure um, whether Alistair Brownlee will be able to retain his title, but I wouldn't rule out Jonathan Brownlee, you know, going bronze, silver, gold from London, Rio to Tokyo. The most successful triathlon nation at the Olympic Games, Great Britain. We've taken home five of the last 12 medals, a lot to the Brownleys, as you say. The big question mark over Alistair, yeah, he told us after Leeds he wanted to retire, quickly yeah. retract that, obviously, but he's 32 next year. Can he do it? That's a huge question mark. I wouldn't rule him out because I think he, a bit like Laura Kenny that I was saying earlier, you know, he's got the drive to do it. But is it Johnny's turn? Is he finally coming, as you say, with that great victory uh, recently in Edmonton is he is he getting back to form and yeah I mean God, the, the the strength and depth of British women you know you, I don't think we mentioned Beth Potter who won a European gold last month Jodie Stimson from the Commonwealth in 2014 India Lee was part of the team the mixed relay team which as you rightly say is making its Olympic debut in Tokyo um, on August the 1st um, Sophie Caldwell Jonathan Brownlee India Lee and Gordon Benson took silver medal in the mixed team relay at the World Triathlon Series in Edmonton 
Edmonton as well. And we haven't even mentioned 21-year-old Alex Yee, who's uh, an up-and-coming for, for the men as well. It's, 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 <laughs> I'd like to think that we have people coming through to replace the Brownleys, but I still think the Brownleys will both be there. Here's my quick prediction before we move on to a couple of team sports, is that Johnny Brownlee will equal his brother by winning two Olympic gold medals before he retires, one in the team relay, one in the individual in Tokyo, and then maybe he might end up with the two golds, the silver and the bronze, um, compared to his brother, who will probably get a gold medal in that team event, so he will end up with three gold medals in his Olympic title as well. So that's my prediction. Uh, Johnny Brownlee will end up with two Olympic golds in his career and, and Alistair will end up with three. A couple of team sports for you. Hockey, gold medal for the women, of course, in Rio. And in Rugby Sevens, a silver medal for England's men. Now, the men in the Rugby Sevens finished fifth in the, the recent World Series. England's women, who finished fourth in Rio, uh, finished sixth. And when you go back to hockey, in the 2018 Hockey World Cup, England's men lost in the third place match to Australia. England's women, who are going through a major sea change of personnel, certainly have been since their gold medal in Rio. I, I don't foresee they'll be able to repeat that. They lost to Netherlands in the quarterfinals. I think it will be very difficult in hockey and rugby sevens uh, for Team GB to bring home a medal from, from either of those sports. Yeah, I think there's been some funding question marks for the uh, women's rugby teams, particularly from the RFU. So that hasn't helped, as you say, from their from their performance. And in the hockey, I mean, the men, uh, uh, that, that's got to be the focus. As you say, they uh, missed out on a third place finish in the World Championships. They finished fourth in the first ever uh, Pro League as well. So Danny Kerry was in charge of the women's hockey team in Rio. He's now in charge of the men's team. They're beginning to build something. Remember the women in uh, bronze in London 2012, then uh, gold as England silver as England or gold uh, at Glasgow 2014 and then gold at Rio they were building up to it you think the men are just coming together I think a medal for the men for me okay let's uh, deal with golf and tennis together Andy Murray and Justin Rose two of the most high profile members of Team GB in Rio going to be very difficult I would suggest for either of those to retain their title obviously it's difficult at the moment certainly with the golf to know who will actually be part of the British team Uh, you've got to think someone like Georgia Hall who won the uh, women's open might be in with a shout there you know it's so difficult though to predict isn't it Um, you know when you look at uh, any major field whether that's the US Masters or the Open to try and to pick a winner from that is is so so difficult over four rounds in the way they play it and Justin Rose did tremendously well last time it's asking a lot I think to retain his title again with Andy Murray I can't see him retaining a singles title Um, I think Joe Conta maybe has an opportunity might be an opportunity in doubles but again I would go from two goals for golf and tennis probably to no medals in my book I I think the golf is going to be a lot harder. I think more of the world's top players, more of the USA players will be there. The big USA players will be there. Obviously, you can only have a one or two from each each nation, but I think the big players will be there. And they didn't go to Rio, as we knew, for a number of reasons, Michael, um, including the Zika virus, which, of course, uh, Rory McIlroy decided he wasn't going to go and do. He's going to go this year, but for Ireland. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for someone. I mean, Justin Rose is world class. You know, he's up there, obviously 
um, with with his Open uh, US Open victories and the Ryder Cup victories and his Olympic title. But yeah, a tough one in the golf. Don't think we will medal there. I would question mark Andy Murray. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my head out you here a little bit. Love Andy Murray. I do love Andy Murray, and I I just think he might Murray and Murray in the men's doubles final. They're gonna play at Cincinnati um, in Washington as well. I think um, in the next few weeks ahead of the US Open. Andy Murray's talking about playing singles again, but I think at Olympic level, Murray and Murray in the men's doubles, and Murray and Conta in the mixed doubles. I mean, he won a silver in the mixed doubles in London 2012. I wouldn't rule out a medal, is what I'm saying. A, med- saying... a medal for Murray at uh, Tokyo 2020. OK, let's deal with uh, some other sports that, that came up with medals in Rio shooting. Uh, two bronze medals. Since then, though, a breakthrough for Matthew Coward. Holly is predicted by Grace Note, at least, to win a gold medal in Tokyo. Ellison Langridge, they had their funding cut in badminton despite winning a bronze medal in Rio. They've recently won the men's doubles, and Marcus Ellis was part of the mixed doubles gold medalists at the European Games. And in judo, of course, Sally Conway won a bronze medal. The uh, Scottish judoka won a bronze medal in Rio. There was just a silver medal in the uh, 2018 Judo World Championships for Nakoda Smythe-Brown. So I wonder whether those sports um, might just be looking at one medal apiece again. And equestrian is an interesting one as well. Team GB is predicted to win individual eventing and team eventing gold and possibly um, looking to sort of retain some medals in in dressage as well, where Charlotte Dujardin, of course, has been so imperious as far as Team GB has been concerned. But, yeah, just sort of taking those briefly, equestrian, shooting, badminton and judo, uh, before we move on to some of the new sports that we're going to be talking about and some of the other potential sports that didn't medal in Rio on anything but footy. Where do you see the medals coming uh, across those sort of three or four that I mentioned? Yeah, I think think you're right. I think, you know, if you get a medal at badminton, shooting and judo, we would be happy with that you mentioned the European Games the badminton guys did amazing five medals from seven events but tougher challenges from the Far East uh, will come in the uh, form of badminton uh, Matthew Coward Holy is absolutely spot on I mean he is the uh, the uh, the favourite for that trap shooting gold um, European bronze for shooter Aaron Heading as well may be worth keeping a, a lookout for uh, and then Alice Schlesinger and uh, Chelsea Giles won a couple of medals at the European Games in judo of course we know Sally Conway may be uh, is in the World Championship team, which is taking place, uh, the Judo World Championships taking place uh, in August. So, you know, we would expect maybe to see a bit of uh, news from that World Championships to see how we're progressing from a, from a Judo point of view. And just on the equestrian, I agree with you that apparently, uh, this is a great story, Ross Cantor uh, became the World Eventing Champion um, on board All-Star B, always important to mention the horse as well, um, and led Britain to the team gold. And she gave gave birth to her first child on July the 8th and then she hopes to compete towards the end of the year and make it to Tokyo um, that's just incredible um, so you know we'd expect as you say uh, maybe at least a gold for uh, individual and team there although you can never tell when animals are involved and, <laughs> and Charlotte Dujardin is back as well looking for a third individual gold medal in the dressage and fourth gold overall she has a new partner um, and uh, Mount St John um, freestyle is the uh, is the new horse she won bronze um, and uh, two bronzes in fact in the individual and team at the World Equestrian Games last year. A couple of sports you highlighted to me where you thought there might be a medal chance which didn't medal 
if that is indeed a word, um, <laughs> in, in Rio. Archery, where there's been some decent um, results for Great Britain in recent World Cup events. And fencing, Richard Cruz, I remember running round the Copacabana <laughs> and I find a TV to watch Richard Cruz, who, who ended up finishing fourth. I think you were there, weren't you? He's He's yeah. been recently ranked number one in the world, but there was a World Championship silver medal for Marcus Mepstead, who won silver in the recent World Championships in the same event, the individual foil. So could fencing and, and archery chip in with a medal apiece, which they, they couldn't do in Rio? I, I think fencing, I'd like to think so, as you say, Mepstead and Cruz both won silver medals in the last two years at the Worlds. So, you know, could you do it at the Olympics? He was so close, Cruz, uh, at uh, Rio, as you rightly say. So, yeah, you'd expect maybe we could get a medal there. Archery, I think, is just so tough as well when you bring in... At the European Games, it went really well um, for Sarah Bettles, Naomi Fulcard and Bryony Pittman winning the team gold. And then Naomi teaming up with Patrick Houston in the mixed, gold, uh, mixed team to win silver. But you add in South Korea and, uh, and the likes, and they're dominant in archery, that it's very tough to, uh, to get a medal, but they could. And then I'd also add in skateboarding. We've talked about Sky Brown, the youngster, um, coming in, climbing or bouldering, as, uh, as it's Coxie. called. Shauna Coxey. She's been meddling at world events this year. And, and then the women finish... Can and the we women's finish football. on anything but footy with <laughs> the women's football. Uh, we'll th- Eng- with footy, <laughs> England, of course, third at the recent women's World Cup. Phil Neville will be in charge again. I'm sure we're delighted by that. Um, and so again, you would expect Team GB didn't quite do it. In London 2012. They're going to be back for Tokyo 2020. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Yes, this is anything but footy. This is one of our summer specials on the Unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast. Uh, talking about our predictions for Tokyo 2020, a year out from the Games. Have you been keeping any kind of tally on where you think? We started, of course, with those predictions. John, final word from you, from Grace Note, 15 golds, medals well down on the UK sport prediction. Having talked it all through, do you stick with your original feeling, which is that Grace Note's underestimated slightly, uh, but UK sport have maybe overestimated slightly. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I, I really do. I think we will do. I think we'll do as well as we did in London. To be honest, I think that's more of a, a of a number to work on. I'm interested, Michael, in the the Paralympic numbers as well, just to yeah. talk about them. You know, the fact that it's the 16th Summer Paralympic Games from August the 25th to the 6th of September. Um, more of the events will be shown on television, which is brilliant for uh, uh, for Tokyo and the International Paralympic Committee announcing five further sports will be broadcast live, which is great for the sport. But from a British point of view, 147 medals, second place behind China, as I said earlier. You can going to see the likes of Sarah Story doing it again, wanting to become the greatest Paralympian, British Paralympian ever. She's on 14 uh, golds, eight silvers and three bronzes at the moment. She's set to beat Mike Kenny, who's currently on 16, the greatest of them all. You've got Jodie Cundy in cycling. He won the time trial at the Worlds, his 11th title in Holland. Ellie Simmons in the pool, five-time champion. She's back in action after a year out. She's still only 24, Michael. <laughs> Ellie Simmons, she's only 24. Uh, she won gold at the World Series in Glasgow. We've got the uh, uh, Para World Championships in London, of course, in September. Kadena Cox, um, she was the first athlete in 32 years to win gold in two different sports, cycling and athletics, and she continues to uh, win in cycling. She won the time trial uh, in the World Championships, uh, which was her first in three years. Hannah Cockcroft, Johnny Peacock, Sophie Han, and in the tennis, Alfie Hewitt and Gordon Reed continue to deliver in the wheelchair tennis, helping Britain claim uh, the World Team Cup for a second time since 2015 last year as well. And then a next generation you've got a swimmer Maisie Summers-Newton who's 17 she 
She won three golds at the Europeans in Dublin last August. She watched Ellie Simmons as a 10-year-old at London 2012 and now will race against her uh, as well, hopefully at Tokyo. And also the first ever Paralympic Para Badminton gold medal will be presented at Tokyo as well. Some names there. Um, they've invested British badminton in four players Jack Shepard, Christine Coombs, uh, Daniel Bethel, and Martin Rook. And you would expect, hopefully, to get some medals in there. So good to see new sports coming uh, through as well for the for the Paralympics, which will be a little earlier than, um, than London and Rio. So it'll all be over by the 6th of September 2020. And China is expected to do well both in the Olympics and the Paralympics. And there will be improved performances, of course, by the host Japan. Russia, despite withdrawals and bans, will also win a significant amount of medals. And the USA expected to top the table. Australia will be looking to recover after being overtaken in recent editions by the likes of the UK. And European nations, including Germany, France, Italy and the Netherlands, will come with high expectations. So where will that leave Team GP? Possibly slipping outside of the top four this time around the projected team size we're told is 378 a medal haul of around 50 looks realistic including 15 golds and if you're disappointed in that after all the successes of london and rio well just be grateful we're not heading for another atlanta Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.